0: What's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Jonners, this is episode 33 and uh, we're going to be talking about a number of subjects today. Um, As per usual, at this time of the week we normally talk about this week's episode of NXT and NXT UK, which we'll get on to a lot of really uh, good stuff on this week's episode of those two shows. Can't wait to get stuck into those fairly soon. Um, a number of topics I want to talk about, a little bit about WrestleMania, a little bit about the TakeOver New York card, and a few things we'll get into very, very shortly. Uh just want to throw out a little bit of a plug for myself there. As per usual, um, you can get in touch with the show. You can email the show. Give us your feedback about the show. Give us your feedback about certain episodes, uh, things you'd like to see uh, more of um, or less of on uh, future episodes of Wrestling with jonas Just email wrestlingwithjohnners at gmail.com. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter. You can have a look at all the all the fun and games there on uh, our Twitter profile, and it's simply at withjohners underscore pod. We've got an Instagram page. Go onto your Instagram and look for Wrestling With Jonas. It's instagram.com forward slash wrestling with Jonas. You can't go wrong with that. Um, I tend to update um, my Twitter and my Instagram page on a daily basis, multiple times per day sometimes. And then uh, probably the, the group I really want to shout out about more than anything, um, a group I'm really looking to build, to play, Please, you know, um, interact with us on our Facebook page. Go on to Facebook, search Wrestling With Johnners and uh, kind of ask to be part of that group. Uh, Usually lots of uh, kind of up-to-date news, um, kind of opinions on things that are happening in the wrestling world. uh, Lots of kind of banter and some, you know, fun stuff. Um, It is a fun, interactive Facebook group, as you would expect, but uh, really trying to kind of push that talk more about uh, uh, my social media pages and my um, podcast uh, pages uh, where you can hear the podcast a little bit later on besides where you're listening to it now of course uh, but there are many many ways which you can listen to the wrestling with jonah's podcast so hope you've all had a, a good week um yes the Spring has definitely sprung. The weather's nice. The sky's blue. Don't forget to uh, put your, your clocks forward um, And the early hours of Sunday morning this week. You, you do lose an hour, unfortunately, if you're living in the UK. Always strange to us in the UK, let alone if you li- listen to this podcast in any other part of the world. Um, but yes, yeah, spring forward, you do lose an hour. Uh, This coming Sunday morning, Uh, don't forget to put your clocks forward an hour, and it's also Mother's Day in the UK uh, this coming Sunday, so I hope you've all got your mother a nice box of chocolates or a card or something nice there. Um, But uh, yeah, looking at WrestleMania, so at the time of recording this, we are one week away from uh, NXT TakeOver New York. That that is kind of the show that a lot of people are really looking forward to, and that's the show that a lot of people um, kind of have uh, penciled in as, as being their kind of highlights of the WrestleMania week. And of course, there's going to be many highlights. Um, I myself, I'm, 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 I did mention on last week's episode of WrestleMania Honors that um, I wasn't quite there in the excitement level uh, with regards to WrestleMania at the moment. I'm certainly getting there. Um, and I think uh, week by week uh, my excitement level is is increasing it is improving Um, yeah and I think that this last uh, week's worth of uh, WWE TV Smackdown and Raw were okay built a few more storylines gave us a few more matches for the Wrestlemania lineup. Uh, I'm not going to go into the card in any great depth um, here and now I'm going to save it to next week's uh, next week's Wrestling with Johnners which is kind of my, my go home edition where I'll be talking uh, not just about NXT and NXT UK from next week but also be talking um, a bit more in depth about the TakeOver card and the WrestleMania card and my predictions uh, with many of those matches um, but what I do want to touch on is, is some of the, the many missing names that aren't on the card so far and, and many names that you that, that have kind of really taken me back to be honest with you and I know it's taken uh, many of the, the listeners um, and, and people that Interact with online are back as well. Let's have a look at some of these missing names. Um, And I don't know, with only another week's worth of TV time where they've got so many uh, kind of loose ends to storylines for matches that have already been announced to kind of play out on the go-home episodes of Raw and SmackDown, I think it's too late to kind of get many of these involved in matches of their own on the WrestleMania card. And if they were kind of introduced within a match at such a late stage, they're probably only going to end up on the kickoff show. Um, but um, many of these, to be honest with you, are probably just fought by the wayside on the Andre, the John, giant battle uh, royal, uh, which may end up on the kickoff show, uh, like uh, certainly like last year. But uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Revival uh where, where are they? I mean, they, they've lost uh, pretty much every match they've been in since winning the titles uh, a month or so back. They've been in a bit of a feud with Alistair Black and Ricochet on Raw and um, have, have, have lost a few uh, matches there. Uh, they're in a, a very good match at Fastlane, if I'm not mistaken. And that was a, a kind of a 3 t match for the Raw Tag Team Championships, uh, pitting the Revival against Black and Ricochet versus uh, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. And that was a very good match, and they, they did end up winning that match, but I think a lot of their TV matches have actually um, ended up on the losing side. So... Yeah, the Revival uh, haven't been announced yet. Now that, you know, looking at their rivalry uh, with Black and Ricochet on Monday Night Raw, you would half expect them to be in a match with um, the Revival uh, versus Black and Ricochet on the Mania card. Now, with the WWE pushing Black and, and Ricochet, you would expect them to be contenders to uh, the Revival's uh, titles, to the Revival's championships. Um but no mention of a match yet now, Black and Ricochet, as we'll talk a bit more about later on, um, spoiler alert here, um, but are going on to face uh, the War Raiders at NXT TakeOver New York for the WWE, for the NXT Tag uh, Championships, of course. Um, so, you know, it, it might be stretching it a bit to expect them to be in a, a Raw Tag Championship match against the Revival the night after. Um, But but still it's it's a possibility It hasn't been announced yet But uh, I half expect The Revival Raw Tag Team Champions To be uh, not defending their championships At WrestleMania And and possibly being a a fixture In the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Then you've got um, another Tag Team Champions The Smackdown Tag Team Champions Now unless I've missed something um, I have not noticed them Uh, They haven't been announced For a match to defend their Smackdown Tag Team Championships yet now, I did see a graphic out there where they might have been facing the Hardy Boys, um, the Hardys. Now, I, I, I haven't seen anything official. I've scoured through the WWE uh, webpage, um, website and I, I, I can't see an official announcement for the, the Usos defending their championships against the Hardys. Now, in my opinion, they've probably got a better chance of um, having their own match to defend the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, possibly against the Hardys or whomever, uh, than the Revival have. <clears throat> but um, nothing official about who the Usos are going to be facing and then I've just mentioned uh, Matt and Jeff Hardy Jeff has been a fairly prominent player in you know, some, some high profile matches he was in the Elimination Chamber match in February for the WWE Championship uh, he went out fairly early on in that match, but still, he's been you know reasonably prominent in in some rivalries and some matches. And now that Matt Hardy is back on the scene, looking as fit and as as, as good as ever, um, certainly in, in the pictures that I've seen him in, um, I've only I think he's only been on TV once or twice since his official return. Um, but no mention of them so far, and of course, Matt Hardy won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal last year. And if you look at previous champions, uh, I think they've only had about four or five of these Andre the Giant Battle Royals. But back in 2014, WrestleMania 30, you had um, you had Cesaro, who was the first ever champion, and that was that was you know one of the highlights of um, a show packed full of highlights. Certainly for the for the you know pure wrestling fans, um, somebody like Antonio Cesaro as he was known back then, Cesaro nowadays uh, more uh, a prominent player in the tag team ranks, teaming with uh, Sheamus of course as part of the Bar. But um, yeah, and then and then the following year, uh, let's have a think. I think it was the the big show that won it the following year. Then Baron Corbin, then Mojo Rawley. Then Matt Hardy, so you know some some big names there. Certainly, the Big Show is is a big name, but obviously he's at the very tail end of his career now. But it wasn't really used as a kind of a launching pad for any of these wrestlers. In fact, when Mojo Rawley won it, you barely saw him after that. We've not seen him since. He's popped up in one or two kind of um, backstage uh, moody vignettes. Interviews, promos, whatever you want to call it, um, but uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal hasn't really done much uh, for individuals like that. And you would have thought it would have been, um, you know, a good base for launching Broken, Woken, Matt Hardy after last year's Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. But once again, it, it didn't really appear to be the launching pad that we were hoping uh, from him. Although he'd already had the kind of the the Woken gimmick since about October, November the previous year, um, and even after six months or so of, of portraying that gimmick on TV and then winning the Battle Royal in New Orleans last year they still haven't still didn't do anything with him to be honest with you as uh, almost as if Vince McMahon were, was high on the gimmick one minute and then uh, completely bored with it the next then look at Kevin Owens he's just returned from uh, from surgery I think he had surgery on one if not both of his knees but uh, made a, uh, a good recovery a quick recovery came back a lot sooner than we was expecting there was some really hot rumours out there that he was going to be uh, the, the the challenger the number one contender built into a storyline uh, with uh, Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania and um, Mustafa Ali uh, was injured out injured with, with a concussion as we know Kofi Kingston was 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 kind of brought in. He did really well in that gauntlet match on SmackDown just before uh, the Elimination Chamber to earn himself a spot in the Elimination Chamber uh, was down to the final two with Daniel Bryan in the Elimination Chamber, the, the pay-per-view that took place uh, last month in February. And that was an outstanding Elimination Chamber, one of the better ones I've seen in recent years. And uh, that final 10 or 15 minutes with Kofi and Daniel Bryan was outstanding. Uh, Kofi we'll, we'll get on to a bit later. Um... Because he he's certainly, you know, one of the more interesting characters and one of the more interesting storyline developments over the last, well, several years to be honest with you, um, but the last few months has definitely been Kofi's uh, time to shine and and you know the spotlight is definitely on Kofi um, Kofi Mania is um, just around the corner of course, but going back to Kevin Owens, um, he was brought back by Vince McMahon. Uh, to replace uh, Ke- uh, Kofi Kingston in the main event against Daniel Bryan at Fastlane, which took place uh, this month in March. And then, of course, during the match, Mustafa Ali uh, came back to kind of complete that match as a bit of a surprise uh, entrant to make it a third way for that uh, WWE Championship main event at Fastlane. But we've not seen or heard much from Kevin Owens since. Uh, I think he's he's revived his... His kind of talk show gimmick on SmackDown. Um, And I think uh, The Miz and Shane McMahon were on that more recently. But, um, you know, it, it looks like whatever they had originally planned for Kevin Owens, whether it be for the WWE Championship against Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania... Or whether it was planned all along to have him return at Fastlane, that certainly dropped off and um, it it looks like Kevin Owens, who was quite a prominent player, has been a prominent player in previous WrestleMania, certainly um, last year he teamed up with uh, Sami Zayn to take on Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan in Daniel Bryan's return match. Uh, which was uh, it was it was an okay match considering it was Daniel Bryan's first match back, and it had Shane McMahon in it. I think uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn um, did as well as could be expected under the circumstances. We haven't really seen much from Sami Zayn since then; he's been out with an injury, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, where does that leave Kevin Owens? Um, Kevin Owens, you know, Andre the Giant battle royal, um, uh, you know, bound for him as well by the looks of it. Then you've got Mustafa Ali, or as, um, as he needs to be referred to now as just Ali. I can't understand why, for the love of God, he's had his first name removed. I know that it seems to be par for the course now whenever you get brought up into the main roster. It happened with Cesaro, uh, it happened with uh, Biggie, it's happened to uh, Rusev. And so many others. Um, I could kind of write a, a list as long as your arm, but as far as people that uh, have had their name changed, God knows what they're going to do with, you know, the Alistair Blacks of this world and will it just be Alistair going forward and, and things like that. But yes, uh, Ali, Mustafa Ali, I'm going to continue calling him Mustafa Ali. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with the name at all. I think he's definitely a fantastic role model for all um, kind of young aspiring wrestlers and he sets out a, a really good uh, influence and like i say he's a great role model um to, uh, to 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 muslims to people of his faith and so often we've seen it so many times in the past where you know people of uh, mustafa ali's faith have always been portrayed as the bad guy um and uh, more of a, a kind of you know uh, a terrorist Muslim sort of gimmick, and I, I hate to go down that road because I think it's just awful from the beginning. You know the things that WWE have, have done to, um, you know, gimmicks like that in the past, which really hasn't done the the individual or the company any favours when they've done that. But now they've got a positive role model in Mustafa Ali, and uh, they're getting rid of his first name, which I can't make any sense of. But then you know, going back to Mustafa Ali you look at the beginning of the year, um, he was being pushed in a main event feud with Daniel Bryan, he was getting over in matches against Daniel Bryan, in in matches involving Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan, um, and himself of course, and actually pinning the champion. Uh, Daniel Bryan on a, a couple of occasions which we thought was leading him up to you know, a decent feud heading into Elimination Chamber, we know what happened there when he suffered his concussion and was out for a number of weeks and we honestly thought that from Elimination Chamber he was going to be the number one contender heading into Wrestlemania and um, you know obviously he got sidelined with his concussion he came back to be part of the main event at Fastlane which you know was possibly done as a, a little bit of a, a thank you for you know his main event push being uh, his championship push being taken away from him, but then it was kind of brought back uh, for some strange reason. But then that was obviously something to uh, to kind of appease um, Daniel Bryan and maybe Mustafa Ali at the time. Um, but they haven't done anything with Ali since, and it looks like he could be another wrestler that could be you know just. Relegated to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Now I say relegated because if it has got these names in it, it's going to be you know um, you know you would think a fairly. That it would have a, a fairly star-studded lineup, okay. considering many of the names that I've mentioned and, and some of the names that I, um, you know, will be bringing up very soon. But there's a, there's a chance that um, it could be on the on the main card um, because you've only got to look at the, the involvement of, you know, the Saturday Night Live um, individuals, Colin Jost um, and Michael Che, um, who have got this kind of like mini feud going with Braun Strowman. Uh, that's played out the last couple of weeks of Monday Night Raw. So with their involvement, it, it probably gives it a little bit of a boost and a little bit more of a chance of it being on the on the main card. And then of course you've got Braun Strowman. Um, now, what happened to to his big push? Now um, a couple of years back, he was in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That was his first proper WrestleMania. You could say that he was, um, you know, part of the lineup of WrestleMania 32. And in fact, he was kind of part of the Wyatt family back then when uh, The Rock got involved and had that. World's quickest WrestleMania match with Eric Rowan and uh, Braun Strowman was there as the kind of the, the the big guy as part of the Wyatt family with the, the black sheep mask you may remember. And the WrestleMania 33 was in the Battle Royal. WrestleMania 34 where he was red hot and really deserved something better than what he got. But he was in um, the 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 tag title match for the Raw Tag Team Championships up against The Bar. Um, and of course he chooses. Um, that ten year ten year old kid out of the crowd um, to be his tag team partner. So essentially, he he beat the bar by himself to win the tag team titles. Um, but uh, that that was an embarrassing moment. And again, it looks like he's going to be relegated to the Andre the Giant battle rule this year. So for somebody so hot, uh, once you know not too long ago, he's. His star power has really diminished over the last, let's say, year or so, where he's been uh, a face, a heel, a baby face again, back to heel, back to baby face. He won the the greatest uh, Raw Rumble in Saudi Arabia, um, kind of um, early part of last year. Uh, I think that was around about May time, um, but they've done nothing really to capitalize on Braun Strowman. Yes, he's been in some uh, championship uh, matches. He's, he's you know been number one contender a few times against Brock Lesnar. He's 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 suffered the odd injury in the last uh, six to eight months as well, which has kind of put him back a little bit. But um, they, they've they've completely mishandled Braun Strowman's push should be doing a lot more with him nowadays a lot of people would have thought that he would have been kind of contending for the Universal Championship at this issues Wrestlemania now I don't know if he's done something to upset somebody behind the scenes um, but uh, they've really messed up his push and we're going to be expected to kind of no doubt, believe in him in the future. When Vince McMahon certainly uh, starts to believe in Braun Strowman again, um, never really should have stopped believing in him. I think with his with his size, his strength, his look. His demeanor. Um, I think he, he could have and should have gone a lot further with uh, the company than he has done. Yes, he's had his opportunities. He has had his opportunities and uh, some of the opportunities you could say he squandered. Um, but um, yeah, he, he should have been world champion um, at least once before now, but he's going to be in the battle room. Then you got Shin- Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. Now I uh, put out a post on my Twitter page the other day with a picture of Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev saying, "12 months ago, they were um, they were two of the most over acts in all the company, um, heading into WrestleMania in championship matches with Nakamura, of course, the number one contender to the um, AJ Styles WWE uh, Championship." Um, and Rusev was going to be part of the uh, United States Championship match um, involving Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal and Bobby Roode and of course Rusev in a four-way and uh, both individuals ended up losing Uh, I mean, I'm even more annoyed for for Rusev because Rusev Day was so, so popular I was out there in New Orleans, um, you know Every night on Bourbon Street, it was Rusev Day, Rusev Day, Rusev Day. Wherever you went, it was Rusev Day. Um, even in the uh, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, it was Rusev Day, Rusev Day. And th- the crowd really wanted Rusev to win that championship. It would have been, you know, just deserved um, for, for Rusev and for the fans and how he got himself over uh, with this Rusev Day gimmick. And since then, once again, we've not really seen anything from Rusev We haven't seen anything from uh, Aiden English. He's part of the commentary team on 205 Live now. So, you know, that gimmick was red hot with those two. I don't care what anybody says. And then Lana gets involved again. It all drops off a cliff. Um, But yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura, one of the brightest, best acquisitions that the WWE have made in the last uh, three or four years. And um, did so well in NXT. Came up with so much promise. The thing is, yes, he's not American. English is not his first language. But he, you know, is an amazing talent with an an exceptional gimmick and fantastic charisma. Um, but um, he has been given opportunities similar to Braun Strowman, you could say. Um, and maybe you know he hasn't delivered in the ring as much as everybody was expecting. But I know that even the most talented of wrestlers, when they come to WWE, their the the wings are clipped a little bit, and they're not allowed to do certain things that they were allowed to do on the independents or you know with New Japan or wherever they might have been before. So I can kind of understand that. And a lot of people saying that Shinsuke Nakamura just, is just phoning it in and doing it f- for the money. I don't fully believe that, to be honest with you. I just think that he's been um, you know, mishandled um, to the point where you know he's not been given a real opportunity. And even when he was the United States champion not too long ago on the SmackDown brand, they did nothing with him, uh, which was a real shame. And uh, I do believe that uh, as a character, as a gimmick, he has delivered, he, he can deliver... Um, I think that he was given a new lease of life when he was uh, turning to heel Nakamura, which I think was fantastic for him. Um, but uh, nothing much since. So Really disappointed for Nakamura and Rusev, and once again, although they're they're a tag team at the moment, uh, definitely not not a match um, at WrestleMania for these two, and they're more than likely going to end up on the uh, on the battle royal as well. Then there's Asuka, so. You could say that the writing was on the wall. That uh, we shouldn't saw this a mile off. Um, she was um, she won the main event of TLC, and it was a triple threat TLC match uh, involving herself, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I think thanks to some outside interference from Ronda Rousey, Asuka managed to win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, and and it was an excellent, excellent match and we thought, yes, this is it, she's back in prominence Um, she, you know, lost her championship match to Charlotte at WrestleMania 34 last year after being this undefeated monster for so many, uh, well for you know, two years, maybe more. Um, I know that she was uh, the undefeated NXT champion when she went out injured. Came onto the main roster, was still undefeated up until WrestleMania last year. Then she got involved in this ridiculous feud with Carmella and James Ellsworth, which really, you know, put her reputation in the in the toilet. To be honest with you, and then they they built her up slowly but surely, gradually leading to this uh, um, TLC championship win in December which we thought was, was going to be her, her uh, opportunity to start delivering again as a killer um, she you know, stayed uh, relatively hot through that period and of course she beat Becky Lynch in the opening match of the Royal Rumble uh, Becky Lynch, the, the white hot WWE superstar at the moment and Asuka managed to uh, have um, her a uh, uh, day in the sunshine against Becky Lynch on that occasion everybody thought, yeah, fantastic Oscar's definitely going to be pushed even more from here. Uh, Definitely going to have a WrestleMania match. Um, But um, then we were waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting a bit more. Um, And she was off telly for so many weeks. Uh, she was involved in a, a match against Mandy Rose at Fastlane, which was an absolute uh, farce, especially with the way the match ended. I'm not even going to touch on that again. You can listen to my Fastlane review if you want to kind of hear how that match uh, ended up. Uh, but it wasn't... a uh, Asuka won, um, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, with the whole ring skirt uh, ending, yes. So, yeah, and then we thought, well, you know, all these matches are being announced for WrestleMania when is Asuka going to get her opponent for WrestleMania and it never comes and then we kind of hear there's going to be this four way number one contenders match on Smackdown this week to see who would face Asuka for her championship at WrestleMania Asuka gets uh, announced uh, and then Charlotte Flair comes down kind of hijacks proceedings they have this really fantastic match on Smackdown this week and um, yeah um, Charlotte Flair Obviously, won the SmackDown Women's Championship. So, um, added into the the mix for the main event at WrestleMania, you got Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair with uh, Ronda as the Raw Women's Champion. Charlotte Flair now as the SmackDown Women's Champion. So, kind of adding a lot more importance into the match regarding, you know, two belts being on the line. The winner will take all. Could both titles be unified? Now, that's uh, another story for another podcast. Maybe I'll talk more about that next week. Uh, But then Asuka, you know, seemingly goes from, you know, this this, uh, champion... SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, What's happening with her at WrestleMania? Right, we know that one of these four women is going to face her at WrestleMania, um, and then it it all comes to nothing. It comes to Charlotte winning the the championship, and um, Asuka um, is seemingly relegated to, well, a women's battle rule. Now, there's been no mention of a women's battle rule yet. Um, I'm sure that that will be something that they'll throw together on next week's SmackDown or Raw and have as part of the pre-show on Wrestlemania now last year's women's uh, battle royal at Wrestlemania part of the pre-show was actually fairly good had a bit of high drama towards the end there with uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks and then Naomi eventually winning the the battle royal and um, yeah it looks like that's possibly where any woman that's not part of the uh, tag championship match or the main event match uh, will probably end up to be fair the women's battle royal now, as I said, no mention of the women's battle royal yet, so hopefully there is going to one. I'm sure there will be because they like to get everybody on to WrestleMania. One way or another, they like to give everybody a payday. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, what about um, Aleister Black and Ricochet? I mean, they're obviously going to be a prominent part of NXT TakeOver New York. They have been involved in this uh, feud of sorts with the Revival. Um, I can see Alistair Black and Ricochet um, eventually becoming Raw tag team champions they may end up on the andre the giant memorial battle rule this time round if at all because remember they're going to be in a featured match on takeover the night before um but uh the revival won't be on the card um but i can see possibly black and ricochet having a match with a revival maybe the night after wrestlemania the monday night rule after wrestlemania which is where the championships will will change hands um but um yeah, could, could, you know they've been prominent players on the main roster since their promotion uh, to Raw and SmackDown uh, a month or so ago. Uh, but um, we shall see if they play any part of WrestleMania. But at the moment, their names haven't been mentioned at all. There are some prominent names that uh, haven't been mentioned that aren't going to be part of this WrestleMania, or certainly unless they make a, a surprise cameo appearance on the night. But uh, um, nothing from the Undertaker. Nothing from John Cena. Now those two fought each other um, at last year's WrestleMania. John Cena is kind of busy in Hollywood nowadays, and The Undertaker seems to be busy at uh, star casts and various conventions and spoken word tours. But uh, I don't think it's a bad thing, to be honest with you, to have no John Cena and no Undertaker this year. Um, And it does mean, uh, if you look at the bigger picture, there are less part-timers on this year's WrestleMania compared to previous year's WrestleManias. And and yes, you can look at the Batistas who's going to be going up against Triple H and both of them two are part-timers with Batista um, definitely being considered a part-timer. This is going to be his first match since WrestleMania 30. Um, Beth Phoenix, definitely a part-timer. She's not been part of uh, a WrestleMania for many years, but uh, I think she's actually a good addition to that uh, women's tag title match. Brock Lesnar can certainly be considered a part-timer because he only appears a handful of times throughout the year, but he's always uh, kind of a, a key feature, a key part of any show that he's a part of. And remember, because um, I momentarily forgot for a second there that Brock Lesnar is still the Universal Champion and he's going to be going up against Seth Rollins um, who's been uh, kind of carrying the load in the build to their match at WrestleMania and then of course he got probably the, the the biggest and maybe worst of all the part-timers on the WrestleMania card in a featured match Shane McMahon versus The Miz now Shane McMahon he's got his haters he's got his uh, you know detractors he's got his fans as well um But you look at all the names that I mentioned previously who are not on the card, you know, the Kevin Owens, the Mustafa Ali's, the Braun Strowman's, the Nakamoras, and the Rusev's, um, and I can go on and on and on of people that would probably end up in the uh, Battle Royal as opposed to being in a featured match. You look at some of the younger talent and and Shane McMahon, a lot of people would say, doesn't deserve to be in a featured match. Yes, he has to get his WrestleMania moment. He has to kind of jump off of all the kind of high things in the building. No doubt he will in an attempt to uh, to kill himself. Um, But um, yeah, he's in a featured match with The Miz. And I suppose the only kind of positive that I can kind of give you regarding... McMahon versus The Miz this year is that, um, you know, the build has been fairly good and it's been um, refreshing to have Shane McMahon as the heel and, you know, a fairly good heel nonetheless, but it doesn't take away from the fact that uh, he is potentially taking a spot away from, uh, you know, a younger, more talented wrestler on the roster who's not going to get his or, you know, her opportunity this year. Next week we'll be uh, taking a deeper look at the NXT TakeOver card and the WrestleMania cards, um, including my thoughts on uh, what matches will take place on the pre-show because uh, the matches that have been announced, I think there's been about uh, 12 or 13 matches announced so far with another couple expected to be announced. And um, all of them, you know, fairly good matches involving some high-profile players and you might get a few surprises as far as which matches ends up on the pre-show as opposed to being on the main card, um, so there could be some surprises there. Now, one thing I do want to mention, and this is something I was reminded of this morning, was that WrestleMania 35, this coming uh, WrestleMania, it's the first WrestleMania since WrestleMania 27, so how many years ago is that? So that's about eight years ago, where we've had a main event involving full-time performers. So, of course, the main event it has been confirmed this week is Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship. And, uh, yes, it involves full-timers. And it's the first time since WrestleMania 27. So if you have a look at uh, WrestleMania 27, of course, you had The Miz defending the WWE Championship against John Cena. Both were considered full-timers at the time. But then from there, you had um, WrestleMania 28, you had uh, the rock versus cena so the rock of course uh coming back for his first match in a long time i think it would be his first wrestlemania match since wrestlemania 20 2004 if i'm not mistaken uh rock definitely the, the part time there the following year it was the rematch uh from the uh from the you know one time only um rock versus cena match wrestlemania 28 you had the uh, you had the, the second time only rock versus cena at wrestlemania 29 WrestleMania 30, um, you had Daniel Bryan in the main event against uh, Randy Orton and part-timer at the time. Batista came back for the Royal Rumble, won the Royal Rumble rather rather controversially um, and ended up in the main event. Um, So he was definitely the part-timer there. WrestleMania 32, um, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, with Brock Lesnar certainly being considered the part-timer considering he only wrestles um, four or five times a year. WrestleMania 32 in Dallas. Triple H coming back as the part-timer against Roman Reigns. 33, Undertaker, the part-timer against uh, uh, Roman Reigns again. And then last year, Brock Lesnar, the part-timer against Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans there. So it's interesting to note that, yes, the first time since WrestleMania 27, this will be the first time where you've got um, nothing but full-time performers in the main event at a WrestleMania so, um, before we get on to our NXT and NXT review, just wanted to touch on uh, something that's fairly newsworthy, and that is that um, um, at this year's WWE Access, uh, WrestleMania Access, um, you've got the the Return of the Worlds Collide um, show. So, I don't think it's a tournament the same as they had um, uh, during... Royal Rumble access this past January um, but I just want to kind of go through some of the some of the the, the matches that have been announced for access um, from Thursday the 4th of April all the way through to Monday the 8th of April and of course they've extended access um, instead of it uh, culminating on the Sunday this year they're uh, giving us one more day of access on the Monday um, and uh, we've uh, you know some of these names actually um, you know they will End up um, on the uh, WWE Network. I know that they're going to be airing Worlds Collide again, um, but on the on the Thursday the fourth, they've got NXT versus NXT alumni. So you've got uh, matches involving uh, Roderick Strong versus Tyler Breeze, Dominic uh, Dijakovic versus um, Luke Harper. Um, Sanity versus Undisputed Era and Cassius Ono versus Aiden English. So it's obviously current NXT superstars versus uh, alumni NXT superstars that uh, have made it up onto the main roster on the Friday. You've got Cruiserweights Collide. Um, so you've got uh, Tyler Bate versus... The Brian Kendrick, which I think will be an amazing match. Can't wait to see that if it does air. Uh, Akira Tosawa versus Jordan Devlin. Uh, another mouthwatering match there between those two. Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews versus uh, R.A. Davari and Mike Kanellis. Um Albert Hardy Jr. versus Grand Metalik versus Ligero. That should be a fantastic uh, lightweight or cruiserweight match. Going on to the Saturday, you've got NXT UK TV tapings, as I alluded to in my Facebook post uh, last night. Um, so that will be, I think, two or three weeks worth of tapings done there. On the Sunday, you've got uh, brand battle. So it's described as a 20. Superstar Battle Royal Sorry, two 20 Superstar Battle Royals One for the male superstars and one for the female superstars um, That will take place the morning of WrestleMania Both Battle Royals will feature superstars from NXT and NXT UK And the men's Battle Royal will additionally feature superstars from 205 Live Then moving on to the Monday And they're calling it uh, Women Collide on Monday the 8th of April, so uh, one day after the female superstars main event WrestleMania for the first time. um, It's the the women of the WWE Universe uh, that will be highlighting uh, this uh, um, access the day after WrestleMania with... Uh, female superstars from NXT, NXT UK, Raw, SmackDown Live uh, matches, including Io Shirai versus Sonya Deville, which sounds outstanding. I'm sure it's going to be a fabulous match. Eo um, could be the new NXT Women's Champion for that match. Uh, Tony Storm versus Nikki Cross which I'm sure will be, uh, in fact, uh, Tony Storm versus Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair. So that, um, yeah, adding Bianca Belair in there certainly makes it even more of an appealing match. Then you get Viper, or Piper Niven uh, versus Zelina Vega, which would be a a good match to watch if you're there in person, and Candice LeRae versus Kaylee Ray um, to kind of finish off uh, that round of matches on Monday the 8th at Wrestlemania Access and the Monday is going to be called Women Collide so all of it is, is kind of part of this, I'm, I'm guessing their are in the matches at Access uh, Worlds Collide, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a tournament uh, like it was at Royal Rumble access uh, but nonetheless it sounds like it's going to be fun lots of top talent there from nxt uk nxt including the main roster and including some talent from 205 live um yeah and uh, some of it is going to air as a special feature on the wwe network um say following wrestlemania i would imagine a week or so later one thing uh, I j- just want to kind of touch on before I go into this week's review of NX Two UK, uh, just want to encourage you to go out and check um, one of two episodes that I put out last week, episode thirty-two, and it's my exclusive interview with Gary Ward. Now he's the owner and the promoter of WrestleGate Pro, uh, based in Nottingham, and their uh, promotion that only uh, kind of was established back end of last year, 2018, and had their uh, first show in January this year, the second show um, earlier on this month. They do already have ties um, with uh, WXW and other wrestling organisations, indie promotions around the UK, and they have highlighted quite a few of some of the, the bigger indie names uh, across uh, UK and Europe on their first two shows, including Chris Ridgway, Ilya Dragunov, uh, Martina Moth and uh, many, many others, and I know that they are building towards their third show in May, which will take place on May the 18th, and it's going to be called uh, Wrestlegate Pro Presents Lion's Spirit. Um, so uh, that sounds like an awesome show. Uh, we are hoping to go down to the uh, Rushcliffe Arena in Nottingham to cover that show uh, for Wrestling With jonas uh, so uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, Wrestlegate Pro, certainly one of the the better up-and-coming UK indie promotions. And check out episode 32 of Wrestling with John my exclusive interview with Wrestlegate Pro's owner and promoter, Gary Ward, uh, on that episode. Uh, you can find that on um, pretty much any podcast platform um, that's out there, including uh, YouTube, if you want to check out um, the video of that interview. Right on to NXT UK and my review of the uh, the twenty seventh of March uh, edition, this past Wednesday's uh, episode of NXT UK. And it opens with the first match, Jordan Devlin versus Dan Maloney. So Dan Maloney looks great as he made his entrance for his match tonight. And uh, he got a really good reception from the fans in the Coventry Skydome. But let's face it, he is up against Jordan Devlin, who has been one of the more impressive and dominant wrestlers on NXT UK, and pretty much anywhere where he uh, decides to ply his trade nowadays. Uh, Maloney chops Devlin in the corner to start the match, taking a little bit of control there, but Devlin hits an enziguri for Followed by his patented standard moon salt for an early two count. Devlin has recently been crowned the OTT world champion over in Ireland uh, for the second time in the last 12 months, beating Walter in a fantastic main event on their latest show. Uh, Dan Maloney catches Devlin with a solid knee lift, a devastating clothesline, followed by a huge backdrop, sending Devlin to the outside of the ring. Devlin hits a springboard cutter uh, from the edge of the ring to the inside, getting a two count from that move. Devlin wallops Maloney with a stiff headbutt leading to the finish, where Jordan Devlin finishes the match with an awesome. His awesome ripcord backdrop driver which uh, Jordan Devlin calls the Devlin driver and I know that because he told me in person what it was called when I asked him a few weeks ago at Progress another impressive win there for Jordan Devlin and that will hopefully lead to uh, even more opportunities for the Irish ace um, in the not too distant future I'm so glad that WWE are getting even more behind Devlin as he is without a doubt uh, one of the most improved workers of the last couple of years Um across uh, indie wrestling in general personally I wouldn't be against introducing a secondary title in NXT UK, some might think that's a little bit too soon, uh, but for this ever growing roster on the NXT UK brand to fight for and for talented individuals such as Devlin or maybe Tyler Bates, Liguero, for example to fight for when the UK champion is off our screens for any length of time um, it probably will happen uh, then we get uh, Cassius Owner who comes out to address the fans in attendance at a Coventry Sky Dome, Cassius starts by saying that um, he'd been told to make an apology for his actions against Ashton Smith on last week's NXT UK. Cassius said that he truthfully and sincerely apologises to Ashton Smith it was wrong for him to do what he did he shouldn't have revived him only to knock him down again and it's something that he really really shouldn't have done uh, but he just couldn't help himself, he said that you don't know how gratifying it is to just take away someone consciousness over and over again and that's why he came here to NXT UK. Cassius said that it's 2019 and he could have gone anywhere he wanted uh, but he decided to come to NXT UK because NXT UK chose him. They uh, told him to go out and to make a statement and that's exactly what he did. Um, He then referred to Travis Banks as the kid trying to play the hero, mimicking a British wrestler and masquerading as an American wrestler. Cassius went on to say that he didn't travel halfway across the world to involve himself with Travis Banks. Cassius ended by saying that if Travis Banks ever found himself across the ring from Cassius Ono, then that little buzzsaw would find himself busted and broken to bits. Tough words there from Cassius Ono, and I've enjoyed Cassius on NXT UK so far, demonstrating his excellent pro-mobility as well as his solid in-ring style. So uh, what do you think of Cassius Ono being part of NXT UK, and how do you think he's gotten so far? Personally, I'm not the biggest fan of Travis Banks, I've seen him wrestle a number of occasions uh, live, and... uh, uh, he's always great to watch live, um, but he isn't the strongest on the mic, which is why it makes sense to have him feud with Ono here, who could carry the responsibilities on the mic in the build-up to their eventual matchup. Don't get me wrong, um, I'm I'm, I'm a, I like Travis Banks, the wrestler. Not too keen on Travis Banks, the gimmick. I don't quite get it. Miss um, Elf and David Anderson spoke last week about Ginny. And Tony Storm and when and where they should meet in a championship match for the NXT UK Women's Championship. Well the answer was presented to us on this week's edition of NXT UK as Tony Storm and Jenny will face each other in two weeks' time on NXT UK for the women's championship. Uh, that will be um the, the, the post-WrestleMania edition of NXT UK I'm guessing and will be the highlight of that week's Wrestling with Jonas as well. With that, we see Jenny representing the WWE and NXT UK in India. Ginny says that uh, these people need a hero, NXT UK need a hero, and a sweetheart uh, And a sweetheart, referring to Tony Storm, you are no one's hero. That was a really great segment involving Ginny, and uh, I for one can't wait to see their match uh, in only two weeks' time. Then we get a match between Zia Brookside and Rhea Ripley. So we've seen these two face off uh, before. Um, The most memorable of those two uh, occasions or most memorable of their matches was in the tournament to crown the first NXT UK Women's Champion. So Zaya impresses me more and more every time I see her. I know that she is a massive favourite of David Anderson. We spoke about Zia Brookside um, last week. And how far she has surpassed her father's name, creating a name for herself on the indie circuit uh, on, and on NXT UK, of course. However, tonight she goes up against former NXT UK Women's Champion Rhea Ripley. And uh, as always, Rhea looks awesome as she uh, makes her entrance and enters the ring. Ripley uses her power to slow the match down for the first few minutes until Zaya attempts her head scissors only to be slammed down to the canvas. Ripley executes an excellent standing vertical suplex to get a two count from that move. Ripley was showing true heel tendencies in this match, talking back to not just Zaya but back to the fans and back to the referee. Ripley goes for another vertical suplex, only for Zaya to reverse it into a small package for a two count. Brookside makes a brief comeback for a, for a couple of uh, standing drop kicks, only to be caught in midair on the second attempt. But Ripley was unable to uh, slap on her patented inverted cloverleaf on this occasion. Uh, Brookside makes another comeback with a bulldog, followed by an excellent head scissors takedown. Ripley gets nailed with a double knees to the back, um, but um, Ziya couldn't capitalize any further as Ripley stuns a smaller opponent with a wicked slap to the face. Uh, but as Ripley goes for the for a top rope superplex, Zaya slides underneath her opponent's legs, uh, pushes Ripley f- uh, pushes Ripley's feet from underneath her uh, uh, on the top turnbuckle before um, Ripley uh, falls into the tree of woe, allowing Zaya to hit a basement dropkick to the face of uh, Rear Ripley, who is hanging upside down in the corner. Ripley rolls to the outside, but Brookside follows up brilliantly with a fantastic dive from the top turnbuckle onto her opponent on the outside. Zaya follows this up with a pair of double knees, getting a two count for her troubles. The end of the match was not too far behind as Ripley powers up, Zaya throwing her into the turnbuckles before executing her a riptide pump handle slam for the three counts in seven minutes. Rhea Ripley then grabs a microphone to ask if the women's division hasn't heard, learnt yet. If uh, anyone steps into the ring with her, they get ripped apart. Zia Brookside wants to talk tough, but Rhea says that she has just shown what a true nightmare is. Ripley sends out a warning to every other woman in the NXT UK division, calling herself the dominant woman in NXT UK. Just then, we hear some unfamiliar music and out steps the newest signee to the NXT UK roster, Viper. Uh, Viper reprising, reprising her May Young classic name here as Piper Niven, uh, to the loud approval of everyone in attendance and from me as well. Loud Viper. Uh, Viper's going to kill you Chance from the fans as she chases Ripley out of the ring before grabbing the mic to say, the most dominant woman in NXT UK, not anymore. So another established name on the indie circuit is finally part of the WWE and NXT UK roster uh, with Viper um, potentially setting up a feud there with Rhea Ripley, which I for one would not be against at all. Then we see Kaylee Ray backstage next to Isla Dawn, with Kaylee Ray saying that uh, she's not here to make friends, she's here to take out the competition. And who knows, you might be next as she sends out a clear message to Isla Dawn. That was a fun segment backstage between Isla Dawn and Kaylee Ray, cementing the fact that the women's roster on NXT UK is probably the best overall women's roster on any of the wwe brands in my opinion you only need to look at uh, its champion tony storm and then you have ginny as the new number one contender uh we have uh, the dominant rear ripley piper niven kaylee ray isla dawn millie mckenzie zaya brookside nina samuels as well as jazzy uh, jazzy gabbert and so many others that i've failed to mention that's 10 names uh 10 wrestlers on the women's roster on nxt uk uh such an outstanding roster They could start a weekly show um, based on the women's roster on NXT UK alone, Uh, outstanding talent, Uh, and it's just a start in my opinion. I I think that uh, the NXT UK roster is going to be a prominent part on NXT UK programming, or, or at least it certainly deserves to. Then we see a fantastic video package featuring the ring general, Walter, there's footage of Walter in WXW, Progress, as well as interviews with various wrestlers and backstage staff. Uh, There's footage of him putting the chops and kicks into Ilya Dragunov, Dave Mastiff and that almighty chop on his NXT UK debut against Jack Stars, which left a picture-perfect imprint of Walter's hand on Stars' chest. Um, It makes me wince every time I see it. Then we get a backstage interview with Trent Seven where he refers to Joe Coffey's comments calling Trent dead weight. Trent says that uh, uh, we have seen him as part of British Strong Style with Pete and Tyler. We've seen him as part of Mustache Mountain with Tyler Bate. Uh, But now it's time for him to stand in the middle of the ring with the Trent Seven army behind him waiting for Joe Coffey. We see Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel checking out the training montage of Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams from last week's episode. Eichner says that uh, they are here for uh, one reason and they are here to change NXT UK, the NXT UK universe. Eichner uh, says that to them this means much, much more than to any other team in NXT UK, because to them the mat is sacred. It looks like Eichner and Bartel are getting serious and have Williams and Amir Jordan in their sights. Then we move on to the final match of this week's NXT UK, Mark Andrews versus Noam Dar. So Dar takes uh, the offence straight to Mark Andrews with a basement drop kick, sending Andrews to the outside. Back in the ring, Dar drops Andrews across the top rope. Uh, Andrews makes a comeback with a dive uh, through the ropes onto Dar on the outside before getting a two count from a standing corkscrew moonsault in the centre of the ring. So some really quick action here to start the match. Andrews connects with a moonsault from the ring apron before being kicked to the outside himself, where Dar throws Andrews into the ring steps, appearing to injure Mark Andrews' left ankle in the process. Dar manages to slap on a knee bar, adding insult to injury, which Andrews was able to escape from by grabbing hold of the bottom rope. Andrews is unable to climb to the top rope due to his injury to his left ankle, but instead pulls off an Arabian press moonsault onto Dar for a two count of his own. This match is definitely back and forth and the fans have really appeared to be getting into the action and uh, there's some rather amusing chants uh, from the crowd until Andrews tries a reverse Rana onto Dar but Dar's left leg appears to twist awkwardly during the execution of that move. The referee throws up the, the dreaded X symbol and calls for the end of this match with Noam Dar and Mark Andrews down both injured. Um, both men get carried out on stretchers and at the, at the end of the match, with Dar appearing to be the worst of the two. Uh, Dar's injury certainly appeared to be legit from what I could tell at the time. However, this could be an angle to further the storyline between these two. Uh, I don't know any more than what I've witnessed on this edition of NXT UK. I'm hoping that we see both men back in the ring very soon. Uh, Fingers crossed that uh, it's nothing too serious if it is a legit injury. Uh, As Mark Andrews and Noam Dar get carried out, they both raise uh, their thumbs to the fans, indicating uh, hopefully a positive sign and hopefully we'll see them back in the ring very soon. We then see graphics showing two featured matches on next week's NXT UK, which will be Isla Dawn versus Kaylee Ray, uh, their little backstage confrontation or conversation, uh, however you want to word it, uh, that happened earlier on in this episode, leading to a match which will be on next week's NXT UK, as well as Trent Seven versus Joe Coffee. Uh, that will be another excellent match or another excellent week of action from uh, what I believe is, is the hottest up-and-coming brand, uh, certainly uh, in WWE at the moment. Um, with the possible exception of the main NXT show. Then we move on to the contract signing between Pete Dunne and Walter, which is a contract signing for the WWE United Kingdom Championship match that will take place at NXT TakeOver New York next Friday. So Sid Sid Scala introduces Walter and Pete Dunne. Walter is such an imposing figure as he stands in the ring waiting for the champion to make his entrance, Uh, but Dunne doesn't look intimidated as he walks slowly to the ring with his championship firmly placed over his shoulder. Walter quietly and calmly signs the contract before passing it to Pete Dunn. Dunn picks up the mic and tells Walter that he doesn't need to say anything. Dunn says that it's not just the WWE Universe that wants this match, Pete Dunn says that he wants this match. Dunn says that Takeover New York uh, at Takeover New York, Walter will find out what everybody knows uh, that for the last 674 days he is the Bruiserweight and the United Kingdom NXT UK belongs to him. There's loud Bruiserweight chants as Pete Dunn continues uh, by saying that the WWE UK Championship is and always will be his. Dunn signs the contract before Walter picks up the mic to address Pete Dunn by saying something in Austrian before saying in English to Pete Dunn that he shouldn't look at him like that and that he could reach over and put him through the table, but he don't need to do that to prove his point. And in New York City, the reign of the Bruiserweight will end and this title will be his Don raises a championship high above his head as the show goes off the air, and uh, wow, that was intense and an excellent way to build towards this already exciting championship match that will take place in just one week's time at TakeOver New York. That's put normal. This was another really fun episode of NXT UK. Uh, enjoyed everything from the Jordan Devlin match uh, against Dan Maloney, and uh, great to see the Irish ace looking more and more dominant in the week uh, in the ring, week after week. Definitely a force to be reckoned with uh, with any wrestling promotion that he chooses to wrestle with. And as I mentioned, uh, we, we've recently seen him in uh, progress and uh, taking the OTT title off of Walter a couple of weekends ago in Ireland. So he is uh, literally setting the world ablaze uh, with his uh, wrestling uh, style in the ring. I enjoyed Ripley versus Zia Brookside, with Brookside getting more offense in compared to her previous matches against Ripley, and I loved the first ever NXT UK appearance from Piper Niven. Mark Andrews versus Noam Dar match was uh, better than I was expecting going into it, with a slightly concerning ending to the match, angle or not. That was something you don't see every day on WWE TV. It was, uh, If it was a real injury, then I hope that both wrestlers get well soon and make it back into the wrestling ring soon. I know that Noam Dar has been plagued by injuries over the last few years and it would be a shame to see him out with another injury so soon after becoming a, a fixture of sorts in NXT UK. And I really enjoyed the contract signing with Walter and Pete Dunne, both men didn't have too much to say, but what they did say was effective and made me even more excited for their match at TakeOver New York on the 5th of April. Moving on to NXT from Full Sail from this past Wednesday's show. The opening of the show reminds us that we have the final of the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic tonight, pitting the Forgotten Sons versus Ricochet and Alistair Black. Not the match we expected to see in the final at the beginning of this tournament when we first saw the brackets, but it should be a fine match nonetheless. Uh, The first person we see that comes out uh, in this episode of NXT is Adam Cole. He comes out to the ring with the uh, newly vacated NXT Championship belt sitting on uh, a small table in the centre of the ring. Cole says that last week he defeated four of the best NXT superstars to face Johnny Gargano at TakeOver New York. Cole said that uh, first and foremost he wants Gargano to come out to face him like a man to find out exactly what he's in for come TakeOver New York. Johnny Gargano comes out to the ring and there's dueling chance for both wrestlers. Before Gargano said that he loves the Johnny wrestling chance, Johnny tells Cole that he is in the fight of his life at TakeOver New York. Johnny says that now that Tommaso is out, his path to the NXT Championship goes through Adam Cole and he'll find out why they call him Johnny TakeOver Bay Bay. Cole then tells Gargano that he hasn't exactly been in the winner's circle when it comes to takeovers in the past. Cole tells Gargano that the more appropriate nickname should be Johnny Participation. Johnny Participation cannot beat Adam Cole in a two out of three falls match at TakeOver said Cole. Adam says uh, how fitting it would be for him to reach the pinnacle of his NXT career by beating the NXT champion by being the NXT champion at the Barclays Center which is where it all started for him 2 years ago. Johnny said that uh, he had to uh, fights just to be in NXT to start with uh, until he was thrown into a makeshift tag team with Tommaso Champa in the first ever Dusty Rhodes tag team classic. Gargano then said that he's earned everything that's been afforded to him because this place is his life. He has earned his place on NXT and he wouldn't change a thing about the previous four years and where he is going is TakeOver New York and Johnny Wrestling will finally become NXT champion. Cole finishes by saying that Gargano can fight, scratch and claw all he wants, but at the end of TakeOver New York, Adam Cole will be the NXT champion, and uh, here's why. Just then, the other members of the Undisputed Era, so Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong, come out onto the rampway. Cole tells Gargano that their match will be undisputed. Uh, That was a a great segment to kick off this week's NXT and uh, a a great highly charged promo between these two to hype up their match at uh, NXT TakeOver New York, of course. Then we see a tag match between Lacey Lane and Casey Catanzaro versus Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah. Uh, Lacey Lane displays some excellent agility as she bounces from rope to rope before arm dragging Bourne to the outside. Uh, the match is barely two minutes old when Shayna Baszler and company come down to the ring to pummel Lacey Lane out of the ring. Baszler tried to uh, put the Carafuda clutch onto Casey Catanzaro, but uh, Casey is able to escape from the hole before drop kicking Shafir and Duke off the ring apron. Baszler soon slaps on the hold uh, in the second attempt onto the much smaller Catanzaro, sending a clear message to the rest of the NXT women's locker room, including her three opponents at TakeOver New York in one week's time. Then we get a match between Matt Riddle and Kona Reeves. So, um, it was announced this week that Matt Riddle, the original bro, will be taking on the Velveteen Dream for the North American Championship at TakeOver New York on the 5th of April, but tonight he's taking on Cody Reeves, someone who uh, we've not seen in an NXT ring for a number of weeks Riddle squashes Reeves with a massive Broton, uh, followed by a gut-wrench suplex. Then, without warning Velveteen, Dream is pushed out onto the stage, onto a, 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 a Chez Lange sofa of some description, uh, to distract Riddle, uh, allowing Reeves to hit uh, the original bro with the back suplex before hooking in the Kona clutch as Dream looks on. Matt Riddle blocks a couple of strikes from Reeves to nail a couple of palm strikes of his own before connecting with a ripcord knee. Matt Riddle slaps on the bro mission for the submission win after only five minutes. The Velveteen Dream announces Riddle as the victor, um, and when Riddle approaches Dream, he grabs the mic from Velveteen Dream's hand and tells him that he will see him in New York, bro. Then we get the final of the Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic Tag a Tournament for 2019, uh, pitting the Forgotten Suns versus Ricochet and Alistair Black. So looking at the eight teams in the first round draw, nobody was expecting the Forgotten Suns um, to, to have advanced to the final. They managed to uh, uh, beat their first-round opponents, Only Larkin and Danny Birch. Uh, then to go on to their semi-final to face Mustache Mountain in the semi-finals, who they was able to beat. Of course, to then face Ricochet and Alistair Black in the final which is where we are tonight. Nevertheless, this tournament has been uh, a smart booking uh, to get the Forgotten Sons a few wins under their belt and to make them more of a credible team in the process. They're still not popular by any stretch of the uh, imagination, but they have put in a good display for themselves. Uh, The fans are fully behind the team of Ricochet and Alistair Black as the uh, ring bell sounds to get the match started. The match is only two minutes old before Ricochet nails a fantastic corkscrew plancher, nailing both of the Forgotten Sons on the outside of the ring. However, this momentum is halted when Ricochet goes for a handspring manoeuvre, only to be thumped um, to the back by Jackson Ryker from the outside as he bounces off the rope. Blake and Cutler expertly take charge of Ricochet, targeting his lower back for the next few minutes. Alistair Black eventually gets the tag, uh, wiping out Blake and Cutler in a matter of seconds. Black connects with a springboard meteora, Ricochet hits a twist in vertical suplex, and in one spot, uh, one of the best spots of the match, Wesley Blake goes up to meet Ricochet, who is on the top turnbuckle, and attempts to reverse Ryanair from the top rope, only for Ricochet to land perfectly on his feet, uh, to the shock and amazement of his opponent. Ricochet and Black double-team Blake with a modified GTS uh, big boot combo, Um, then it's a turn of Blake and Cutler to hit one of their own double-team moves with uh, a a backstabber and a flying elbow combo for a near close near fall and a swing the advantage back in the way of the Forgotten Sons. Alistair Black connects with a black mass on Cutler, knocking him clean out of the ring only for Black to be nailed with a very kind of unique Jackknife gutbuster from Blake. Blake goes for the cover. Blake manages to put his foot on the bottom rope, but Riker knocks the, uh, knocks Black's foot from the bottom rope. Uh, this was spotted by the referee, and Jackson Riker is sent packing to the back. Back in the ring, Alistair Black connects with a black mass, which was followed by uh, a ricochet, 630, who covers and gets the three count to not only win the match, but the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic trophy. That was a fantastic match and uh, a great effort from the Forgotten Sons, who pulled off some uh, some very unique moves and some very unique combo double-team moves um, that very nearly won them the match, but it wasn't to be. The match went 15 minutes as one of, the, and in my opinion, was one of the highlights of the whole tournament, uh, which, from top to bottom, was one of the best Dusty Rhodes tag team classics of all time. So many spots and uh, so many close near falls, and full credit to the heel team of the Forgotten Sons. They have gone some way to making a believer out of me uh, with that one match alone. So, really good effort from those two. Ricochet and Alistair Black stand in the ring with the Dusty Cup as the War Raiders head to the ring uh, to kind of face their challenges to the NXT Tag Team Titles uh, at NXT TakeOver New York in just seven days' time, and that will be something special, especially after um, the special main event that we've just witnessed. That was a really fun episode of NXT as we get ever closer to take over New York in just seven days' time. The lineup um, as it stands at the moment, I think the card is pretty much uh, complete. We've got uh, Shayna Baszler defending her NXT Women's Championship um, in a four way match. So she's taking on Bianca Belair, Kairi Sane, and Io Shirai. Then we've got the War Raiders, now they know who their uh, title challengers are going to be at TakeOver New York next Friday night, and that's the winners of the Dusty Road Tag Team Classic, Ricochet and Alistair Black, who uh, beat the Forgotten Sons in that very good um, final match-up just now, so it will be Black and Ricochet versus the War Raiders for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Then we've got the Velveteen Dream, he's going to be defending his NXT North American Championship against Matt Riddle. Uh, Pete Dunne, the current WWE United Kingdom Championship uh, Champion, will be taking on uh, probably his most fierce, competitor, his most fierce uh, op- opponent and challenger for his championship to date, uh, the almighty Ring General Walter. And then in the main event, we've got Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole going in a two out of three falls match for the vacant NXT Championship. Um, I'm going to be giving a, a full rundown of these matches next week um, and my predictions to go along with that. Uh, so uh, that will be on the kind of go home edition of uh, Wrestling with John's next week. So th- the schedule for podcasts over the next couple of weeks, um, the next Episode of Wrestling Johners will be uh, next Friday, which be um, kind of the afternoon evening um, of NXT Takeover New York. So that will cover uh, April the uh, what that be April the third edition of NXT UK and uh, NXT from For Sale, uh, But on top of that, I'll be giving you my full predictions for WrestleMania and uh, Takeover New York. And that will be coming out on uh, Friday the 5th. Of course, we've got TakeOver New York on Friday the 5th. And Wrestling with Johnners will be bringing out a special episode covering TakeOver New York. So a full review, a full rundown of that of that show from Friday night on the Saturday afternoon. So just 24 hours later, or less than 24 hours later, you'll be getting Wrestling with Johnners and the NXT TakeOver New York review. Of course, you got uh, uh, the Hall of Fame on the Saturday night. I won't necessarily be covering that, um, but uh, WrestleMania on Sunday, the seventh of April. Now I'll, I'll be watching that uh, live and hoping to get a full review on uh, of WrestleMania, a full rundown of all the matches, including the pre-show, all the way through to the main event on uh, on Monday, and that'd be Monday the eighth of April. We're also looking to get uh, a special edition of Wrestling with Johnners out out um, over that week, covering uh, Ring of Honor's New Japan's G One Supercard from Madison Square Gardens. It does take place on Saturday, the sixth of April. We won't be doing it. Uh, we won't be recording it over that weekend. Uh, but that will be an episode that we're looking to get out um, post WrestleMania, so sometime um, during the week after WrestleMania. So a, a lot to look forward to as far as podcasts are concerned. A lot of content to get out to you guys. Um, there's going to be a, a, a lot of work to cover everything. But starting um, from next week when we cover NXT UK and NXT. And like I say, that's the go-home episode before TakeOver and WrestleMania. And my full predictions of both of them cards will be, as part of that episode, we'll be doing a full review of TakeOver New York, a full review of WrestleMania, and a full review of the G1 Supercard from, um, from Madison Square garden so i hope you've enjoyed this episode if you did do please don't forget to subscribe and shout about this podcast tell your friends tell your family and keep listening to wrestling for all of your weekly updates on nxt uk nxt wwe and uh, wrestling from all over the world you can listen on apple podcast spotify google podcasts podbean youtube podcast addicts anchor or wherever you get your podcasts we are literally everywhere if you have any questions for me, um, have any feedback, or simply want to get in touch with the show, you can do. You can email wrestlingwithjohners at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter. Um, our Twitter handle is at withjohners underscore pod. Uh, you can visit our YouTube page. Of course, the podcast is up on YouTube, but you can also see my videos from my time out in New Orleans during my WrestleMania 34 experience from last year. Just simply search Wrestling With Joners. You can follow the show on Instagram. Just go on to Instagram. That's instagram.com forward slash wrestlingwithjohnners. And of course, I encourage you to go and join our Facebook community group. Our Facebook group can be found on Facebook at Wrestling With genres. So Just search Wrestling With Jonas. As I said, I'll be back um, in about a week's time to cover next week's episode of NXT and NXT UK, and that's going to be our go-home edition and covering everything uh, NXT TakeOver New York and WrestleMania-related in a lot more detail. So, in the meantime, um, thanks for listening. Have yourself a a fun week, and uh, take care and speak to you all soon.